0: Your daughter is a big fan of Sister Sister? Huge. Isn't there one with a nun? There's not a nun involved.
1: There may be. It's too I feel like twins. there was a
0: sitcom that was a Friday sitcom where it was a nun. Really? Maybe it was like the TV version of Sister Act?
1: I was just gonna say that that maybe you were thinking of that.
0: Is Sister to Sister, is it a Roman numeral too?
1: No, it's just Sister, Sister. Nothing in between and it's about the two twins that were like separated at birth and then one got adopted by the guy, one adopted by the lady and then they all live together.
2: Do the man and woman fall in love? Or I mean, will they or won't they?
1: I think there's a oh. lot of will they, won't they.
2: Me and Phil have a little will they, won't they thing going on in this podcast. <laughs>
1: maybe.
2: maybe this episode is the one where we kiss.
0: Maybe, you never know. So, Stay tuned after yeah. the break.
1: <laughs> the tension is clearly
0: Building. <laughs> Jake and I were thinking, like, we're looking at these numbers, we're sweating, we're like, oh, how are we gonna juke these stats so they look higher so we get more money from the advertisers, you know? We didn't do that. We're not so I said, way high. Jake, these numbers, we gotta do something about these numbers. We're trying numbers. to make them lower,
2: in fact. We
0: gotta make it seem like we might kiss like X-Files. Like, yeah. we don't actually have to have any because actually that ruins it. Because once we do, then yeah. people are like, that's kind of boring. They just kiss like regular people. But if it seems like it might happen, that's exciting. It's all to people.
1: about the build-up.
0: The other one we have is a feud with somebody else somebody who's in the public eye if we start a fight with them or we talk bad about them. So for example, you say something about the stars of the T V show Sister to Sister and then Sister Sister. We somehow get that aggregated or get somebody say, Sarah Walsh on this podcast, she's talking bad about sister to sister. Are they gonna respond yeah. and then next they, thing they you know someone asks them at Twitter. Yeah, that's how things happen nowadays, you know? Right. That's how you make policy now.
1: I love that you continue to call it sister to sister. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, is there
2: something called sister to sister where it's a Roman numeral? I think you're thinking of soul to soul,
1: which oh, is yes. from
0: around
2: the same time. okay, okay. has the same uh, starting and letters we, we and it's in the middle. We have Prince to thank probably for all of
0: that, which is maybe we rank Prince on our list of everything. Or the Romans, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, the Romans didn't use two meaning like, as a preposition. They didn't use the Roman numeral um, to mean anything but the number, right?
2: I, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we can start the podcast. Okay, yeah, we can start it.
0: Hello and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil. And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything. Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net.
2: You can find the link in the show notes. So, uh, Phil, we've known each other since the 80s. Once, back when we were a steel town girl... If I recall correctly, it was a Saturday night. No, it was a work day. Anyway, we were cutting the end off a piece of steel with a welding gun and stopped midway through the cut to open a letter we'd received that morning. In the envelope, we found a ranked list of everything.
0: We memorized the list, of course. Later that day, we found ourselves auditioning for the city dance repertory. During the audition, we tried out an audacious new move. Some futuristic floor work. It was a backspin where we rotated at such great speed. A centripetal sensation. That the resulting dizziness caused us to forget how manipulative our boyfriend slash boss was. Oh, and also forget the contents of the list.
2: So we can now only access the list little bits at a time through a scientific process called shooting the ship. That's how, with the help of our friends and listeners, we reassemble the list of Every Damn Thing.
0: Which is now at 163 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and Transphobia at the bottom. Tulsa Time, I mean the song, I don't mean... uh, Traveling
2: back in time to... uh, Yeah,
0: traveling back in time to stop the uh, massacre. Yeah, That's awful. And uh, Sriracha is also in the middle of the list. So those are like the midpoint, to give you some idea. It's a bit of a top-heavy list and very light on the bottom. Funny, Anyways, if you want to look at the complete list, you can find it at everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes. What were we going to say about Dolly Parton and Top Heavy? Well, no, it's that like <laughs> our list has Dolly Parton at the top of it, but the list itself is Top Heavy, yeah. whereas if you look at it, the top 50 things are all fantastic things, right? Maybe higher than that. It, yeah. You have to get pretty down pretty uh, low until you get things where I have any kind of problem with at all. And then towards the bottom... We have some things that are, like, kind of marginally bad. Like, it's, like, a movie I didn't like. And then, like, under that is, like, famine, war, and death. I think we need to fill out the bottom.
2: Famine's not on there. Neither is death, but war is.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's the 2021. They'll be on there eventually. Nowadays, it's also like thicker on the bottom is like more in style and fashionable. Anyways.
2: Oh, yeah. We need to thicken that out. We need to do our squats. We'll get back to the thicker on the bottom when we get to our first topic. But um, we want to introduce our guest. Hey, guys. This is Sarah Walsh. A close friend of ours. Yes. And we all go back to the 80s.
1: Nostalgia should be maybe one of our topics today because we're going
2: back. Nostalgia has actually been submitted for ranking. I don't think we can get to it today unless we happen to like not talk about the other topics very much, which I think we are going to. It's a big topic. But someday we'll rank. Nostalgia. Yeah. Do you want? To, let's get on to the first topic.
1: Sounds yeah. good.
2: Flashdance, the 1983 movie, uh, rated R. So, Sarah, you're an expert at Flashdance.
1: I wouldn't quite say that, but I would say I'm an advocate for okay. Flashdance. And you first yeah. saw it in the theater, or you saw
0: it on home video as a kid?
1: I was never sure how old I actually was when I saw it for the first time. I had to go back and realize it was 1983, and I was eight. And my okay. mom was out of town, and my dad was okay. in charge of my brother and I, and he took us to the theater. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah. And he, I was a dancer at the time, so he was like, "Oh, sweet, I'm going to take my kids to." But see it's this called movie Flash I Dance. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was thinking he was doing a great dad move, and it blew my mind. And it well, also he, left yeah. a very deep impression for years to come.
0: Do you think he, your dad made the wrong choice or the right choice?
1: He made the perfect choice. He, he made the I only think... choice
0: that you could make. I, I get it. Okay. Because well, my mother took me to see Beverly Hills Cop. And that also yes. put me down a path. Yeah. It brought in my horizons in various ways. My kid is nine and I couldn't really imagine taking him to go see uh, an R-rated movie like this. But movies are different
2: nowadays. A lot less sex in movies in general. And- Flashdance is actually pretty... Tame. I think what gives it our rating is a small amount of nudity, workplace and safety cursing. too. <laughs> yeah, workplace safety. Like, for sure. aren't they more uh, but otherwise, there's that? not much. Like, there actually aren't any sex scenes. Um, there's some foreplay type stuff. The sexiest it gets is really her putting his hand on her breast under her shirt, but you don't see the the breast, and then her putting her foot in his crotch. When you at say the, her, uh, who are these at people? the restaurant. Her is the character of Alex Owens, played by Jessica Biel. Oh. Him is the character of Nick, her boss slash boyfriend. I knew you did the research when I said it, because I, I
0: knew you had taken uh, notes. That's
2: impressive, Jake. The Jennifer Biel, I said Jessica. J- Jennifer Beals is her name. Yes. Wait, she's not the one who was in Dirty I, Dancing, is she? No, she's not. Sorry. The two main images that stuck in my head, because I saw it probably around the same time you did, Sarah. I didn't see it in the theater. Was the foot and the crotch that, like, blew my mind as a kid. And then... um. Wait, the, of wait, course, wait the, what? The, I don't the, I didn't watch the movie The water splashing. You didn't watch the film this morning, Phil? Or no, last no, night I didn't watch the film
0: this morning, sorry. <laughs> okay, I did. Can you tell me and for the listener who also
2: didn't. So there's a scene in it she goes to a fancy restaurant with her boss slash boyfriend and she's eating lobster really sexually and by the way this is directed by adrian lynn who directed nine and a half weeks so there's oh, there's yeah. a little bit you get your money's this, worth. Some sexy food eating yeah. that happens yeah, yeah. in it yeah uh she's eating it sexually and when
0: you say she's eating the lobster sexually you mean she has the claws out and she's yeah. grabbing at him with the claws <laughs> yeah yeah
2: she sticks her foot uh, mm. in his lap she takes her shoe off and sticks his there was foot, a lot of that uh, in her foot in his across the table and then his ex-wife comes up and this is going on while they're talking to her and then she takes off her jacket and it turns out the shirt of her tux doesn't have any sleeves on it it's a vest
1: oh. right Right. Shocking. <laughs> so the movie is so about... Yeah, so scene. I think people would say it's sort of like, you know, a Cinderella story. But I mean, there's a lot of sort of feminist ideology in it as well. You know, we have Alex the welder living in the steel yeah. town, like Pittsburgh. Yeah. Working for the dream, living in the big loft yeah. with her dog riding the 10 speed. Yeah. It also is important culturally because, well, for a kid in rural America, it was the first time I saw breakdancing. Oh, really? Because it was like the first... It came out before like Breaking, you know, to Electric Boogaloo and all those where I was more exposed. I think it came out
2: one year before the first Breaking movie. So it came out probably a few years before Breaking 2.
1: Right. So for someone in a small town, it was probably the first time I saw it. Do you
2: remember when the first moon dance, when Michael Jackson moon danced? The the, moonwalk? uh, The moonwalk, I want to say it was in 82. It was was around this.
1: I I thought it was 84.
0: Thriller is 81, isn't it? We don't have the facts on this one. We're going to have to. uh... I'm
1: receiving a fax right now that is telling me
0: uh, when it was. The
1: moonwalk is in also Flashdance.
0: Yes, briefly. Right. Yeah, that totally makes sense because you're a kid. It's like you're not watching uh, Soul Train every week. And
2: you're Although, a young
1: like, white I, girl I actually, maybe I was. I'm just saying, like,
2: <laughs> it's opening you up culturally to new things. So the, I just got the facts in and Thriller did come out in 82. So it would have been like, okay. he might have moonwalked like right when this movie was coming out. So
0: I didn't watch the movie this weekend. I don't have it fresh in my head. So I got to know about this. So the way okay. the movie works is she's like putting herself through school. She's a steel worker. A union
2: job. Let me set the stage for you real quick. Oh, okay, I thought that you were just- so you see the um, Paramount logo, really big on the screen. Okay. And you hear the first synth bars of the song, What a Feeling." Oh, yeah. Which That's a Georgia by Irene Cara. Beautiful, And yeah. then uh, the television flash dance, and giant letters, like screen high, scrolls across the screen, and then it fades into uh, the main character, Alex. She's on a 10-speed bike. You can see Pittsburgh in the background. She stops and pets a little kitten and then rides on. And then um, you see her riding, like a montage of her riding through Pittsburgh, Wait, uh, you see the not, city you're as the title. open. not gonna direct the whole movie like this, are you? Then it cuts to the factory where she's welding, and you see that there's somebody named Alex all that right. got a welding mask on, and she takes the mask off, and you see Alex is a woman. Oh. Then you start hearing the first bits of dialogue, which is people talking about NFL bets in the factory. The first full scene is in a very 80s burlesque bar, and it cuts straight to the first dance of the movie, and she uh, splashes water all over herself. That water splash thing is the six-minute mark of the movie, so that's within six minutes, You've seen all of Pittsburgh. You've seen the mill. Yeah, there's been barely any dialogue.
0: But you understand. You you know this character. You know what she's up to. You yeah. know what her thing is. It's a really great opening. Uh, it's a steelworker by stage, day. Perfectly. She yep. likes animals. Right. And she, she rides has a, a 10 bike. Speed. So it's like she's of modest means. I guess yeah. that's, that's what they're getting across. Yeah. But at night, she's a dancer, and she comes alive. But she's not a stripper. It's very important well, to know. That's another thing. A was that a dancer? real thing that existed in the '80s, where there were strip clubs where there's no nudity, or was it just a thing in movies? Because I saw Tango and Cash not long ago, and in Tango and Cash. There's a a similar kind of club where there's women dancing, but they're not nude. They talk about them as if they're stripping, but they're... It's
2: hard to say. Like, because also the place where she dances, there's a cook who wants to be a stand-up comic, and there's a scene in which he does a stand-up routine on the same stage, like, between the dances or whatever. So I think it's more of just, like, a general... Yeah, it's a nightclub. It's a nightclub um, where this lady's doing sexy dances. And not all the dances are sexy. Some of the dances are, like, really avant-garde, like Talking Heads video or something like that.
1: Well, with the new MTV at the time, there were a lot of those, like, full song... I mean, the soundtrack was important for Flashdance, right? Right, yeah, yeah. And then after that came, like, Purple Rain or Footloose. Those were, like, later, and I feel like... Footloose was, was like, the the next year.
0: Is this, like, a Bruckheimer? Yeah, Simpson and and Bruckheimer. Because I was watching uh, a Simpson-Bruckheimer not long ago. R.I.P., by the way, uh, Simpson. These guys are, like, coke maniacs and freaks. Yeah. I I know that there's a story about the casting of it, where they they were going to cast... Uh, Jennifer Beals and there were two other actresses. I want to say Demi Moore was one of them. Okay. They did this test footage and they basically rented out a theater and filled it full of Teamsters and they showed him these <laughs> three women and they're like, which of them creates the most hooting and hollering among these men? Yeah. And that's how they cast Jennifer Gray among those three, oh, which wow. is like a real classy move. Jennifer Gray's
1: not in it. I'm
2: sorry. I keep thinking oh, yeah. Jennifer Gray, but yeah, she wouldn't have been in this. Whoa. Jennifer Beals is great in it. Her dancing is really impressive. I mean, the dancing. Industry. Well,
1: she doesn't do all the dancing she though. That's really? the other sort of okay. scandalous part of it. I think they didn't give credit to the body double who oh. oh. was part of that, but isn't so that just like yeah, a, that's, that's a movie
0: magic thing, you know like I don't know who the stuntman sure. is in the James Bond movie
2: either, or like the... Yeah, and it's not to say that she couldn't do all of the dancing, although, like, maybe she, maybe she could, maybe she couldn't, but also you could see why they would want to have a body double around to help carry the load of the dancing, Yeah, we all, watching this all movie? that work.
0: You ever see Dames? Yeah. Or like no. those old 1930s movies where it's a musical, but all the dancing is like one second at a time. There's no extended take where you see everyone doing the dance. Oh, gotcha. It's, it's edited together very tightly. I'm sure that's how everything is nowadays, but, you know, it's not like they took a great performance and then just recorded it you got little clips and you get it where you get it and then you cut it to the music and now with digital editing it's probably so easy to do that you get 10 versions of it and take the cleanest one
2: yeah even though it's probably the easiest to actually other people's jobs are really thing. easy is what i'm saying yeah it's yeah. true <laughs> thing, things that i, I don't I also know about think
1: flash chance can be credited with uh fashion influence oh the leg warmers the like cut open 80s well that too but the cut open sweatshirt is and like she's right, the, yeah, the poster totally. that, I, I think that was the first place we saw that at least the first place i saw it yeah. and that continues to be relevant in the fashion so, world Jake,
0: you were saying that yeah. there are two images you have in your mind. When I think of images from the movie, I think of the silhouette where she's dumping glitter on her. Or is it water? She's It's she's, water. It's yeah, there's water, a silhouette yeah. and that's in the poster. I want to say that's how I know it because I yeah. saw it like on the video box. And then the other image that comes to mind um, at the end after, well, I don't want to give away the, the plot of the movie, but she does the audition. She's auditioning she for the, the dance. dance
2: rep. And, like the city's dance repertory.
0: And it's like, oh no, what if, is it possible to mix high and low culture like this? Is it possible for her to get the approval right. of these people in authority by blending the, Street dancing, and, and she does it. Right. You've seen this kind of thing in other movies more recently, but I remember at the time I was—it was a big deal. I was re- it was really cool that what you she know, does. You know, they don't
2: play that aspect up, like the high and low culture. Like that's all subtext. Well, she's backspinning at the time. You got to look at, it at the context of the time, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like a yeah. Ballet thing. And, and and you can see in the reactions, like the, the place she's at, where she's auditioning, the building yeah. she auditions in—it's everything stuffy. But they don't like. There's not a whole lot of dialogue about dance in general as an art. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of yeah, it. It doesn't shorthand. The is art. there
0: a part where a guy loosens his collar or somebody like? Is they're. They're visibly flustered by the moves she's doing.
2: They go from being sort of uptight or not interested yeah. to tapping their feet and being interested. Right. Of the panel there, watching our audition, there's one person who is like, she appears earlier in the movie. I'll mention her more, but she's a receptionist earlier in the movie. So she's maybe a junior council member mm-hmm. or an intern. And, and this person's rooting for her the whole time, more or less. So through the power of They dance, don't talk too much about the high and the low. It just It's demonstrated yeah. for you, but she does a backspin in it, like you said.
0: It's good. Because it shows like a synthesis. You don't have to have two identities. No. You know Batman, for example. We talked about Batman a couple episodes ago. He's Bruce Wayne, and he's a rich guy, and then he's also a creepy dude, and he wears leather all night and whatnot. And Flashdance is similar. It's like she has a double identity, and then at the end of the movie, she combines those two identities into one by dancing and mixing. That's not quite right. Okay, Um, I'm just speculating.
2: Pittsburgh. There's a lot of. I guess the stuffy dance rep—that's its own kind of thing—and she does go to ballets. But I feel like there's a lot of movement between. Mm-hmm. like the workplace what's the and central at least conflict actually maybe you're right maybe they, there isn't much movement but like she's the only one really her and her boss are, are pretty much the only ones really moving like from the low to the high but her boss like he's, he owns a place or whatever huh. there's another character who is is a waitress who also does um, ice skating but she sort of fails at that that should be a different movie they should do a spinoff
1: I'm surprised that it actually hasn't been remade like Footloose or others have wait it hasn't been? or, or even Dirty Dancing yeah yeah. nothing no is there this, anything about I think it, it, it actually that, like
0: because it's not like it's she has to go in outer space or she dies at the end or there's nothing about it in the story right that would
2: make it so they couldn't do it now right no. no what i could see this being is a great tv series if they made a tv series out of this set in pittsburgh in the 80s with this cast of characters uh because the story is like so so but it sets up a cast of characters in a place the, of it's pittsburgh, the, the the setting really well yeah. and like there's a variety of characters in it that I want to know all about them and I want to know more about you know, their lives and like, what they what kind of you know, it? The cat like in different pets? situations. Like what kind the of cat? cat's just a little kitten. Whose cat is it? Um, it's just some <laughs> kitten that's there uh, on top of a hill that overlooks downtown Pittsburgh. Oh, who, who fills up that uh, bucket that she dumps on herself? Probably the cook guy. I'm not sure who fills like up kind the, the, the bucket. <laughs>
0: Yeah. She
1: also helps her. It's interesting because I think it draws like who knows how it really was, but a distinction between the like the nudie <laughs> bar and then the, the dancing. And her friend that sort of fails, she like tries to pull her back from the titty bar and help her.
2: So, Phil, there is a a strip club in it um, Uh, that is essentially the place where you don't want to end up. Like, so it it shows... They draw a distinct... Oh, I
0: thought it was the other way. I thought that they were going to say, hey, don't be slut-shaming and sex work is work too and all that. Maybe that's why they don't make it nowadays.
2: There is a little bit of that. It's almost like they're showing you three different levels, not two different levels.
0: It's so that like when Sarah's mom comes back to town... And she's like, oh, you took our kids to see a movie, yeah? Oh, it was a movie about strippers? No, 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 no. I didn't take our kids to see a movie yeah. about strippers. Yeah. They were flash dancers, which is a different thing. There's another bar in the movie that, you yeah. know, is for strippers, and this is not. So as you can see,
2: I deserve the Father of the Year award. Right.
1: <laughs> hey, it's a good conversation that be had yeah. right, with your kids. Oh,
2: yeah. And it's just, like, the <laughs> distinction between, like, the guy that owns the strip club grew up with the guy that owns the steel mill. Um, ah. And that shows you like different ways to be successful because the guy that owns the strip club played by leaving from fear, by the way, mm-hmm. like he's in a suit but it's a cheap suit and he's like a scummy guy who's like wants to exploit people whereas the owner of the factory came from the same place but he, he at some point in his life decided that he didn't want to like be like that so he wanted to chase his dream which is Owning a fucking steel so mill, he's or whatever, not exploiting anybody. Having, har- having a bunch of money, yeah. and he, exactly. He's not exploiting anybody, and in fact, he—he uh, he just made the choice the to own a factory. Points, one of the plot points is that he essentially bribes her way into the audition, and she gets mad at him about it, um, but then I guess forgives him about it because the audition goes well. I suppose they don't really tell you whether or not she gets in, but I guess it can be assumed that as she does.
0: So, looking back on it now, from our vantage point in the future, relative to when it came out, what kind of movie? You love it? You
2: hate it? Uh, you tolerate it? You admire it? I think it's really good. There's some stuff in it. Like, there's a lot of great themes in it. Okay. There's class themes in it. Like, it, it makes a distinction between working class and the bosses. That's probably why they don't remake it. Maybe, but they should. I mean, it, it it has a lot of parallels for today. Pittsburgh is is a town, like, the steel industry was dying in Pittsburgh at the time. Um, They don't really get into that. But, you know, this is a time when, like, labor power was weakening across the country, especially in Pittsburgh. And I think that resonated probably with people at the time, especially there, although they didn't, like they're showing you the working class a lot, but not going into the issues too much. You know, there's lots of different working class people in it, like factory workers, dancers, who I guess I would call them working class, waitresses, there's the cook, there's the bouncer who gets criticized for like not having the best clothes or whatever. Like there's lots of other working class signifiers. She she gets to work by bike. She owns a pit bull. She's Catholic. She goes to a laundromat. All right, um, okay, okay. There's... Let me, Sarah, I want Sarah's take on it. Okay.
1: Well, absolutely. Okay, we'll we'll get to the bosses eager...
2: after this, though. To
1: the boss? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, no, no, no. It's actually interesting that the boss is not in this film. I mean, he's sort of thinking oh, about the boss. end of the... Well, he could be, like... <laughs> that boss, he wasn't the right pick for the soundtrack but he is singing about that time oh know. yeah yeah like so he, it is, he's like post Flashdance pittsburgh
2: if you were showing the movie without the dance parts his songs would be great soundtrack for it but a
1: lot of the songs yeah, from the movies.
2: soundtrack i just think
0: that what a feeling for example that's like an mm-hmm. italian synth disco song it rules mm-hmm. like i i'm into it But I guess it makes sense that that's what you would be dancing to if you were at a club in 1983. It's not like all day they just listen to Bruce Springsteen at all times because they're in (laughs) 1983 Pittsburgh. I bet there's people like – Listening to classical music, there's like people with some avant garde tastes.
1: It's good because now you're making me wonder if my appreciation for The Boss comes from my love of flash dance. (laughs) Because they are actually (laughs) inextricably linked. They are. for
2: sure. For sure. Yeah, okay. Very 80s. There's a little bit of a, or maybe a lot of a subtext at least about class and about working. Sure. The Um, vibe
0: I get from her is kind of like the vibe from very aspirational. the, The Madonna from Papa Don't Preach video. I get those two combined in my mind for somehow kind of just like the the outfit the look and kind of like the class vibe too where it's like different, where, where I mean, you're seeing a neighborhood and you're seeing the place where she's from and you're see, you know i mean totally
2: like different sort of neighborhood yeah yeah totally type vibe. Yeah. one thing i wanted to point out is a scene that really stuck out to me is this is in the dance rep uh when she first goes there to consider auditioning there's a shot that shows the different shoes worn by people who are waiting to yes. audition and it starts with her in work boots and then next to her somebody wearing ballet shoes and then there's somebody wearing like sort of nicer tennis shoes with leg warmers and then somebody wearing high heels. At that point her character decides she doesn't belong there or whatever. She decides to get up and leave and not, uh, not audition. That's early in the movie.
1: Yeah, see? A lot of tension there.
2: Yeah, yeah, and this it's a great movie in that it says this stuff without saying this stuff. It shows it yeah. not it doesn't tell it which is awesome. I, I, no, this um, movie there's often, another scene for example yeah. at the dance repertoire place where the woman who's the receptionist who we see later kind of rude for the main character at the end when the, the boss boyfriend comes in to essentially ask for a favor to get the audition for his girlfriend. Like he's interrupting this woman receptionist eating. It says a lot what's going on there that she's sitting there at her desk, you know, trying to get some food in and he's coming in. Using his power to, like, make his girlfriend happy. Mm-hmm. You worked up, man. That's, it's good to see you worked yeah. up. Jay. Wow,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm it's impressed. It's an really impressive movie. Is like, it a modern classic? I think so, too. It is a classic. Here's yeah. the thing
2: There's about it the movie, a the place in our canon? It does, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not uh, structurally. It's not great. Again, like, the ending yeah, yeah. is terrible. It's a vibe. Story, I get it. And it, and it's also, like,
0: but this is around the time of, like, Miami Vice and stuff. But, like, things were getting a more... It's very visual, right? The storytelling is visual. It's almost like you're watching a bunch of music videos in a row. Oh, yeah, it is very much.
2: Absolutely. There's a whole section in it that goes from like there's a really awesome workout scene that looks just like a music video where it's her and her friends working out to rock and roll with like a white backdrop behind them. And it goes straight from that. Into a scene where they're walking and they see some break dancing in an alley, and they yes. stop and watch that for a while, which is really awesome. And it just highlights these rad break dancers, and they're just watching the whole time. Goes straight from that into a scene where they interact with this traffic cop, and it's about different types of dance as well. And, you know, directing traffic is like dancing. And did a lot she ways. take and those she, moves and she incorporate them into her routine at all? The breakdancing, dancing, yes, not the traffic cop. No. Uh, but although you know what, maybe she does because really that's look my into question. It. Is like,
0: okay, you ever
2: seen Aquila in the Bee? I don't
0: know. It's no. about a young girl who uh, wins. A, I don't want to spoil it, but she competes in I, the spelling. I I've seen it. It rules. It's really good. It's a sports movie, but it's it's kind of about how she draws from the neighborhood and all the people around her, including Larry Fishburne, who's in it. And it's like, they don't make it explicit. I, I know the end of Flashdance where they don't show where she learned all the moves. It should be that when she does all the moves at the end, you see where she picked all these moves up from. This yeah. move is like the move when she's moving the steel girder into place. This is the move that like the guy <laughs> at the corner does. I'm really <laughs> glad that they don't because it shows...
2: It's it, restraint. It's restraint. And you get sure. a sense of the breadth of like what dance is and dance can be. I think it's a really good movie about... about there's also like ice skating in it, which is ties into it. It's also popular at the time, but there's not much ice skating in it. But her friend is, is a figure skater. And... Uh, it's overall. It shows a lot of breadth of like what dance is and what dance can be. Um, the interlude with the with the breakdancers and the cops is especially good. Sarah was talking about sort of feminism in it to a degree, right? Or like empowerment, <laughs> yeah. At I mean.
1: I think so. I mean, I'm sure there's flaws we can point to, but I think, it's safe to say that Alex is, could be a role model that I would be comfortable. Yes. Go ahead. But
2: her boss. Right. The like,
1: boss. You shouldn't date your boss. We yes. know that. She,
2: But <laughs> she says that during the movie that she should, but she ends up yes. doing it and she ends up, he, like, he gives her a leg up in, in the dance world and she ends up like, taking that which you you can't really blame her for that but um it's fucked up at the very beginning like her boss is seeing her dance for the first time doesn't know it's his employee and his you know underling guy the guy that's with him there uh who's also like you know in management at the place is like i'll tell you something about this girl and then he like recites her social security number to him, which he has memorized. Like her boss is watching her and has her social security memorized. He
0: could be a savant. Like some people they see a number and then that's just that, you
2: know. There weren't any cues (laughs) to that really. But um, the the boss, like he approaches her at work, which today seems, uh, approaches her at work to say, I saw you dance last night. Um, And that's just a classy thing to do. And he also like hangs out outside her work when she gets off, like whatever at fucking midnight or later and follows her home. Creepy, yes. So I feel like if any activity that romantic
0: leads do <laughs> in movies, if you yes. did any of that stuff in real life, following someone to the airport, none of that stuff would go over so well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It'd be viewed as stalking. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And as sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. All but right, so wanna...
2: I'm ready to rank us.
1: I'm very impressed with the research you did. Jake. I'm gonna rank Jigs.
2: Hey, name, most so of it was just me thinking about it. Most of the research I did was just watching yeah. the movie. So let's see uh, other so... movies that
0: we have on here. I'm gonna say a movie, well, and you guys are gonna say
2: you like it more or less. Bill and Ted's
0: Bogus Journey. Ranked at number 78. Uh... <laughs> More. You like it more than that. Okay. More. And
2: yeah,
1: I more. didn't see that, but I'm just going to I'm just gonna go with more.
2: Enter okay. the Dragon is another movie. That's number 68. Which <laughs> I like it more. Enter the Dragon is Bruce Lee's first movie. Uh-huh. Um, oh. It's probably more important of a movie, but well, Flashdance, the vibe of it is so good to me. All right. So the next highest
0: Root movie, uh, which is also yeah. from the early 80s, is uh, Trading yeah. Places, yes. number 38.
1: I saw that on your list and I was thinking, it's interesting because I think I probably saw them right around the same time. Yeah. And to right, be honest, right. I mean, I was a big Eddie Murphy fan. But I, what I remember most about Trading Places was Jamie Lee Curtis's titties. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was yeah. like
0: – <laughs> we, we took memorable. that into account I, when we ranked it.
1: I don't know if I can put flash dance above Jamie Lee. Well, there's a, you might
0: not remember this about Trading Places. There's a particular scene in Trading Places where if not for that scene, it would have been ranked much higher. It would be like in the top 10 maybe or 20. Oh, because yeah. it's an all-time classic. It's basically like a 1930s style script but with with cursing in it, which is like what you want. And nudity, too. Oh, and a black guy but, in the lead. Oh, yeah, that too. But the one big problem with the movie is there's some blackface in it in the train scene. Yeah,
2: I don't remember. There's that. also Gorilla Sodomy, too. By the way, it's also another Pennsylvania movie. Good point. It's also got a major, a really big class theme in it. Yeah. I think that Trading Places is overall a better made movie, more entertaining movie. It does have the, the blackface in it, which is a bummer. Flashdance does have a lot of Pollock jokes in it, um, and also uh, one lesbian joke in it. So. I don't know if those balance it out against that. Yeah, I, I I, my impulse is to put Flashdance below Trading Places. I think Trading Places, to okay, me, well, that, personally...
1: I agree with that, okay, too. Okay, there's
2: another movie that's below Trading Places.
0: Um, I think it's a it's an all-time classic. I love this movie. But it has had a very negative effect on mental health for people. Uh, the Truman Show, starring Jim Carrey. And what happens with that movie is it makes a non-zero amount of the population go insane when they see it. That's the drawback for that movie. Which, you could say the same thing about Flashdance. It drives them crazy with the, the backspinning. And the dancing, and they they get injured from it. Maybe that happened too. I don't know.
2: The other drawback for me for Truman show is I haven't seen it uh, since it came out, whatever, 15, 20 years ago. Oh, okay, okay. So it's. Yeah, me neither. I I have a frame of reference for it. So I have to trust Phil, who. mm. (laughs) I love it, but it did make me go crazy
0: because it opened up my eyes to the fact that I wasn't really in reality. Everyone around me were actors that were pretending to be my friend. Uh, I couldn't really trust anybody. Okay, <laughs> so there's also the intro so, to Back That Ass Up, which is right around there.
1: I feel like that has to go above Flashdance, okay. but maybe okay, Flashdance yeah, could yeah, no. go between the two. The intro
0: to oh. the theme for Flashdance is pretty spectacular. The synth. And, Honestly, yes. the intro
2: to Flashdance, that first six minutes that I described to you guys is yeah. primo. But there's a uh, whole movie case. that goes along with it. I do think it could go above Truman Show.
0: All I'm comfortable putting it at the new number 40 between the, the intro to Back That Ass Up and the Truman Show movie, if you two are. I want to double check
2: going down because, okay... There's another thing that's somewhat regional, um, down at number 50, is also from the 80s mainly, is Bon Jovi.
1: I would have to put flash dents above, above bon
2: Okay, Jovi. so then I think it's squarely above Bon Jovi. So I think that, well, okay, how about this? One other thing, sorry. I mean, Truman Show's Truman's really good. Truman has been wearing elaborate yeah. angel wings, golden may shorts, and furry cha-cha heels.
1: I don't know if flash ends can go above that yeah. either.
2: <laughs> I think we got to keep yeah, going I think down. It could. <laughs> What about plants? They,
1: they take in
0: carbon the dioxide, dance, they put out gotta, oxygen.
2: It's got to go above plants. No, but Flashdance does all that stuff as well.
1: Wait,
0: Flashdance takes in carbon dioxide and puts out oxygen? Yeah, of course. No, it takes it up all the oxygen in
2: the room. <laughs> all those teenagers watching the movie, they, they're all huffing and puffing? I, I don't know. I saw a number of plants in the movie, like on the hills. Okay, fair trees, fair enough. If you say so. Yeah, all right. I, I'm really looking at somewhere between the shirtless man and it should have backed that ass up.
1: What about above bricks? Yeah. Okay, I mean, well, the
2: thing about bricks is... They're very useful.
1: Yes. <laughs> like, As is Flashdance.
2: Yeah, and like Bricks don't have anything on steel, which is like one of the main themes of Flashdance. That's a good dance. point. So okay. I think above okay. Bricks. So let's let's meet, Sarah, what do you think about the Truman Show? We'll just, so there's three of us, and so we could probably, two of us could he, make a choice. He's trying to get not, you to outvote me. Go, <laughs> yeah, he
1: is, but I haven't seen it since it came out, but I do really like uh, Jim Carrey, so. Oh, I don't really like um, Jim
2: Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the movie.
1: Oh, well, he's funny. Yeah,
2: he makes he you is. want to jump off the cliff. He is so. not funny. Yeah.
1: That's true. We know it down the to the guy. so Don't all we need
2: is, we just need Sarah to decide if he yeah. goes above or below. Yeah, so Sarah's the, the boss here.
1: It seems like an appropriate position to be below back that aza. The okay. intro. Okay. The intro to back, the intro to seems, back that aza. Oh, Sorry, Bill. <laughs> yes, the intro. Well, it's
2: important because good, I'm li- the intro is like pretty perfect. it's
1: impressive I agree
2: I'm gonna put a cap on this so Flashdance the movie goes in at number 40 moving Truman Show the movie to number 41 let's take a break and come back and uh, rank a couple more things okay Okay, so the next one is junior high school. Oh, yeah. God. I got a question. So, Sarah, you brought this uh, topic. This is a multi-part question. Is there a difference between junior high school and middle school? If there is, um, what is it? Is it? If they're synonymous, are we ranking middle schools as well? And if we are, should we use the title middle school because it's more common these days than junior high school is? Oh,
1: good point. We call it junior high. Right. But I think that there's, there's a... Basically, middle school, I think, goes down to a lower grade, like starts in fifth grade in some models. And I think that the first thing was junior high and then middle school developed from there, as you said, to try to create that bridge from the elementary education to high school. Well, so, but I think of them interchangeably because okay. I think some schools are still being called junior highs. I don't think we have to worry so much about the vernacular they, Yeah,
2: just yeah. for the purpose of putting it on the list, are we talking yeah. about the middle schools and junior high schools is an umbrella term? Yes. We're okay. talking about a separate we, school and, in America where you go to school yeah. in your bet- early Between teens. elementary and high school. Yeah. And yes. it usually ranges from fifth, to eighth grade, it used to be just like seventh and eighth, if I remember correctly. And then when I went to it, uh, well, I went to one that was seventh and eighth in Denver, and then I moved to Ukiah, and that one was sixth to eighth. Okay. And maybe there's fifth grade in some so it's too, for early right? teens there are can we call this middle school yes yeah good that's what you're <laughs> getting at I get it, I get
0: it. And that's what people, I was getting at yeah. uh, we have listeners out of the country that's it, it's, a, it's a thing in America just roll with it you've seen it in movies you yeah. might call it secondary it, or something yeah.
1: it's actually not just America though I mean it, there are other countries that have something like junior high or middle school so, that they do but certainly not a oh, lot of them. I
0: forgot we're talking to an educator oh. well
1: yes but I'm yeah. but like many educators I'm not an expert in early adolescence and I think that's part of the problem in junior high is that people don't go into teaching to become a teacher in a junior high school yeah, yeah, generally well, right since suddenly, i was
2: 13 i've said that that was the last occupation i would want to have because i would have to I, deal with myself if there's any such thing as karma oh yeah
1: yeah so i think in part that leads to not having experts doing you know people that have focused on that age group well, which it's is, tough wanting to uh, be around
0: people that age is tough like th- that, that's the whole point of putting them in a separate school is because it's like if you notice like when people take pictures of their kids all the pictures of kids kind of stop around that age. And a lot of it is like kids don't want to be photographed <laughs> yeah. as much. Yeah. but or, or it's just kind of an awkward phase.
1: Yeah, they look funny. It's true. Jake
0: and I were talking about Pokemon and it's like the Pokemon all have their super cute little early one and then they have their really adult, really powerful one. But there's a middle stage in for all these Pokemon where they're kind of gangly and awkward. And for me personally, yeah. it was like one of the more unpleasant times in my life yeah. I, I, yeah. and I know that that's, like, that's not very uncommon you know like that's pretty yeah. standard for most people like the time of your life when you're from between like what 12 and 14 or you know 11 to 14
2: 11 yeah, yeah yeah
0: it's really difficult for a lot of people and and it's not just like for a weird dude or you know someone who's messed up like me but it's like you know, for everybody, you know, like the popular dude in junior high school, you know, I I got to know him later on in life. And he's like, Oh, yeah, like, I was dealing with all kinds of anxieties and paranoia and freaking out about myself and uh, body dysmorphia and whatnot. It's like, nobody's really that happy. Even the people who you think were the happy ones have some real problems, you know,
1: I just think it's problematic to put, like, if you think about it, you're putting these kids like 12 to 14, you're isolating them with each other. And I think we tend to behave better or feel happier when we have kids that are older or younger than us, uh-huh. you know? So why put kids in the most awkward stage alone together? Yeah, but like, um,
2: do you want it, to put you know, an 11 or 12-year-old with a 15-year-old? Kids in general that age can be mean and can be bullies. Yeah.
1: That's true, but I think they behave in some ways better. Like, for example, I have a friend who's a counselor at a junior high, which is like, wow, that's an interesting yeah. job. But she said the kids that, you know, because their cell phones there. Now there weren't when we were there. But the kids that are like, Getting caught with the text messages, sending images of themselves that are inappropriate are in junior high. But by the time they're 15, they're hopefully smarter than that and have learned those lessons. But they're just so dumb when they're 13, you know, and there's so much happening in the brain and in the body that, like, we can't ask them to be thinking straight at that time. But like you, Phil, it was the worst. I would say was the worst year of my life. But I don't necessarily know if if, if
0: it was not for the school. Let's say I was not in school and I was just uh, doing nothing. Like that, they just said there's no middle school. I don't know if it would have been any easier for me. That's just a difficult time.
1: Yeah, well, it's a difficult time too for like a transition. Like I think a lot of people talk about what now the move is to like do K through eight schools Uh and then transition to high school. And that that's an easier time to transition when you're a little bit older than when you're just that – twelve year olds. I guess the idea
2: is it would help the transition. I guess you do two transitions instead of one. Yeah, yeah. It's meant to soften the blow, I suppose. But um, right.
1: that's how they designed them.
2: But I-, I remember going into middle school so that was like in fifth grade and other
0: kids telling me like, hey Phil, when you get into middle school, they're gonna trash you. They're gonna put you in the garbage can. Yeah. So the thing yeah, that yeah. what's gonna, gonna happen a, a swirly you know, or something First like that? thing that's gonna happen is you get knocked out. Or like just physical violence that was gonna be inflicted on me by the the twelve year olds or thirteen year olds, which never really took place, but like it's an anxiety, you know, it's something you hear about um, from other kids.
1: Like the pantsing thing. Do you remember oh, when yeah. there was like, you have to watch out for being pants? I was gonna say, yeah, you have to watch
0: like out if people catch you panting somebody. Prob- it can be a real problem.
2: So. <laughs> Phil, I actually have, like, I, my experience um, confirms some of what you said, like, not quite, but my first day of junior high school or middle school, it was seventh grade, uh, it was in Denver and on the first day i witnessed a couple guys almost getting a fight these were i think 8th uh-huh. graders and i made it like a, a side joke to one of my friends about one of the guys under my breath i thought he couldn't hear it he did hear it and it turned out this guy was the number one bully in the school. Not the yeah. toughest guy, but like the meanest guy. Yeah. Um, he uh, menaced me for almost the entire year. I eventually got out of being menaced by him because um, I could tell the story more, because, but essentially I pulled a fire alarm, uh, caused the school to have a fire drill. The firemen came and I got in school suspension for a few days. But you, you, you guy, had a different middle school,
0: I think, than, than Sarah and I did. You had like girlfriends um, and stuff. Yeah, you were smoked under the true. bridge. You came in from uh, out of town. Yeah.
1: So you were cool and in middle school. Like yeah. for eighth
2: grade, I moved to Ukiah, which is the small town that we're all from. I go back there a couple generations. You were bad boy. You went out-of-town bad boy. But I had boy. never lived there before. Like the first week of it, I was sort of like navigating whether or not I was a prep or a scum, or maybe the rest of the school was navigating that. Yeah, and yeah. then as soon as a prep girl saw that I had a pack of cigarettes, it was really obvious I was a scum. Yeah, yeah. I spent much of that year, um, or at least one period per day, in the creek smoking cigarettes with uh, some cool people. Kids don't smoke cigarettes. But looking fact, back By on the it, end of the year, I had to, I got called in at the end of the year to the vice principal's office, who showed me my attendance uh, record, and was like, and you could see there was just like, not attendance uh, for like at least one period every fucking school day for like the last half of the year, and he was like, so um, don't tell this to anybody, but I'm just gonna erase all of this because because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing cares. else I can do about it. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know
0: what? I think that guy did the right thing. Like, I, I'm a former educator. I used to be a teacher, and I can say like grades don't matter. Like the Utah uh, high school right? Yeah, but like grades are only useful as a motivational tool, right? Or like as a so the student can be like, oh, it looks like I need to try harder on this. Once that's over, like just give everyone an A. Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Nothing matters.
2: I can tell you for eighth grade at least, yeah. you could not graduate. You can technically have a 1.14. GPA at the end of the year, and chances are you're still and going, and going to high school. You, maybe you can't right. attend the dance at the end of the year, yeah. but you're, they're not keeping you back. They're still sending you to high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. So, kids, you don't
0: really have to do anything.
1: But you know, one of the policies they had at the junior high where I went was that remember five hundred one Phil? Like, oh yeah. Late to class. I like lived in fear of that. Five hundred one is the detention of,
0: room. If you're late to class, <laughs> you have <laughs> like, to not be in the class, and you go to a, yeah, like
1: which I think is such a that's so problematic. Like uh, really, you know, that's though, how as a former kids, high
0: school teacher, I will say like. If you let people come in whenever they want, there's people coming and going at all times. There, it's coming in five, ten minutes late. But you
1: can penalize them without sending them away from learning, so they late, they miss out on the whole class, and they don't learn anything. Yeah, I
2: get it. I bet you there's a good portion of the students who just go into five hundred one once makes them change their behavior. Scared straight. Uh,
1: Yeah. So wait, I got. I never went there. I was so scared. Oh, I went there and
2: like
0: and like Jake was there smoking probably, and I said (laughs) like, oh, I got to act right. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I will say. I don't think I would have been in happier out of school than I was in school. Like, I had to be somewhere. So, it might as well be in Mm -hmm. that school. But there are things about the school in particular. Like, I remember having to change and be naked. Oh, yeah. And it's like.
1: Oh, yeah. And there's like, there's kids. The scoliosis test. They do that in the gym. Well,
0: there are some 14-year-old boys who are like grown men. And there are some who are like me. Also, like, this might be a little personal. I'm uncut. So, it's like. I was kind of anxious at the time about. I had had some experiences as a kid going to like, um, like I went to the summer camp in Long Island. Like swim school school or whatever. Yeah, but it was in Long Island, which you got to understand is like 100% Jewish, this town. Uh And so these guys are like, what's wrong with you? You're broken. You're like a wrong person. You've like violated the covenant. You know, you're never going to get into the cemetery now. And, um, and then
2: they saw your penis. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, you got some I had some anxieties about it. You know, I'm sure like everyone had yeah. one anxiety or another, right?
1: And as a girl starting junior high, like oh. if I could go back, I would have been more prepared. But I started seventh grade without any hairspray in my house, no blow dryer, no bra. And yeah. I remember just being harassed in PE, actually by a, someone who's now my friend who was like announced to the field hockey court. Sarah Walsh isn't wearing an over the shoulder boulder home. I was freaking mortified. And I went home and I was like, Mom, how could you let me go to school without this tool? And we took care of that, you know. But but I think that like kids, it's just such a challenging transition. You've got to be prepared.
2: Sarah, you lived across the street from our junior high school, right?
1: And that provided no comfort thing. <laughs> Maybe
2: made you things think, worse. Couldn't you just go home or you could see your house there?
1: I could see it and I was still was like, I'm in this alien land. Oh, and other like, kids. I just felt so Other
0: kids could see your parents too. So like, hey, I saw your mom and dad. And you're like, oh, how mortifying no, and whatnot.
1: But they didn't say that. They'd say, hey, Sarah, I saw your grandmother because she had some gray hair, uh-huh. walking the dog this morning, like harassing about that as well. Or whose yellow truck is that? All you know, yes, it didn't yeah. help to live across the street. you yeah, think yeah. it
0: would. But- like the ideal thing to do in Junior high school is just not exist and be a part. But that's the thing. You have to exist. Mm-hmm. That's the central problem of junior high school is that if we want to have adults and all we have are, are children, they have to be somewhere for three or four years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. think I just argue that they shouldn't be by themselves, that they should be either with yeah. younger kids or older that makes kids. Sense. And, and a lot of countries, you know, my husband's from Ireland. So we see what my nieces and nephews do and they don't have junior high and they all seem – Uh, more comfortable in themselves at that age than
2: I was. I guess guess there's a general range where kids are going to um, molt. What's the word? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're going to advance physically and mentally like at different rates. Yeah, they're going through puberty and stuff
0: and trying to to navigate that is difficult, even in the best of circumstances, right? And we we don't really make that too much easier. I don't know. It doesn't seem like to me, like we haven't cracked the code Here in this country, about like how to make that painless. I'm ready to rank this though. I I feel like we can start talking
2: about it if you guys do. The one more thing I can say is junior high school, middle school is the type of place where the principal calls you in the office and tells you um, that he would like to slap the shit out of you. The shit. Oh yeah, yeah, He doesn't. We've already established your
0: bad boy credentials, man. But yeah, that's true. That that wasn't my experience (laughs) or mine. Yeah, but that's. I mean, like. Jake is officially the bad boy of the podcast, though. It's true. Thank you. Finally. I, I was trying to, like, leave it in doubt who is going to be the bad boy. Sometimes <laughs> I'm the little stinker of the yeah. podcast, but you're usually the bad boy of the, of the podcast. Um, okay. Let's rank it. So, are there any other institutions? Ooh, well, there's the Sex Jersey Shore, which is music? a location. People come and go through it throughout time. That's a number 86. Businesses close um, and open on the Jersey Shore, but yet it stays there, just like people pass through a junior high school. Jersey
2: Shore kind of is an institution in many ways as, like, a place to be... Uh, Amused,
0: but I think it's better. I, I like it more. You like Jersey Shore, okay? More. What about number 124? Uh, another something that's kind of necessary sometimes, which is public humiliation,
2: public humiliation, yeah. And it's like, oh, and there's a lot of that going on in junior high school, or and or fear um, of it, you know, or middle school, yeah. There are things you can learn in middle school, so I would think that are there any things that you learned? I like knowledge that you learned in
0: school as part of a school curriculum in middle school that you carry with you to this day. Like, do you know the periodic table or something you
2: learn that you learned? No, but I, I think that's, and I don't really know the parts of a sentence very well, but I think that other people that were in classes with me that, Went to this class. Do know those things? I assume. I don't
1: know, man. I don't know either, Jake. I okay. think that you guys are I educators ro- too. It's funny I, that, like, <laughs> I remember a rock project, but I, I did. I think my learning was not in the class. Okay, how
2: about too. this? One twenty-six. Monopoly. That's an institution. It's I mean, it's a game, but it's uh, a flawed game. It's kind of boring. Yeah.
0: It like is repetitive. At the end, it makes everybody mad. It never ends well.
1: That sounds like junior high.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like junior <laughs> yeah. high in that sense. But I kind of want to say below? it's lower. You... Like the last okay. Starfighter is a movie that could be better. The number one hundred and forty. Yeah. It's all right, but it like it kind of had to, has to exist. I know that's not really true. Okay, daylight savings time. Keep moving down. I number one hundred and forty four. Daylight, saving time. Yep. daylight savings time. Daylight time. Yeah. A flawed concept, but one that people like, so we keep it around. Yeah. Okay. Double How about stuff capitalism. One forty six. Oh. So it's useful. We have a good friend, Peter, who listens to the show sometimes. His brother helps produce the show. He's my friend. I met him in middle school. And he's my mm-hmm. friend to this day. So if I hadn't gone to middle school,
2: I wouldn't be a friend of his. Right, so, yeah. So in that sense... I probably sense, first met the two of you in middle school. I am sure. I mean, I know I did, uh, because we happen to be there at the same place. I don't remember yeah. the moment it happened, but... Um, yeah, yeah. You well, I definitely write
0: did your, <laughs> yeah. Di- write in your diary. Dear diary, today I met Phil. Yeah. But
1: also, that's because in the difficult times, you make connections with people that... <laughs> yeah. So, Stay, but then right? that's
0: an argument for so, like, oh, war is good then. Or like. War, war is a good comparison. Well, because Wars 161, you 161. Yeah. You, you, you serve with other people and you become their friend in the foxhole.
1: Yeah, veterans are If tight. we put it
2: that low, that would mean putting middle school below Jenny McCarthy, John Boynt, Hank Jr., Stephen Seagal, which I'd don't think okay. it should be below them, but maybe I'm wrong. You guys seem to have more of a okay sense of this than I do. It's like capitalism in that, like, it's a mixed bag. There's a lot of
0: negative to it, but you could say that capitalism has brought us certain things, like, oh, I have this iPhone now because of capitalism, or you know, I'm able to like fly on an airplane to Hawaii. Uh, because of capitalism, not saying that there's, that, yeah, I understand that that's problematic too sometimes. But middle school, I would put it under capitalism okay. because it's a, it's basically like management of kids by quarantine, where you're just putting them in this other place, not worrying about it, trying not to think about it too much, and trying not to remember too much what it was like for you when you were that age. It's just an unpleasant thing all around, right? I, I, I don't know, yeah. it's, but it's by necessity. It's like, it's not like these kids are, have been betrayed. But there's it,
2: other systems, like similar to capitalism, there's other systems, other ways to do it that might be better and cause less
0: misery. I'm with you, Jake. But also, sports team jerseys are cool. I was thinking about buying a Knicks jersey this week. So it's like, maybe I want to put it above Josta, the
2: beverage. After Josta, it starts to get... It goes downhill pretty fast, yeah. and um, I don't know. Yeah. I think around Josta is a good place for it. Yeah, okay. Um, Sarah, do you agree with this?
1: Yeah, that okay. looks good.
2: Middle school, uh, the institution, All goes right. to the list at 148, moving Josta, the beverage, to 149, and then we're gonna rank one more thing. Take a break, come back, and rank the last thing.
0: So, uh, the next one, it was submitted by two people, friends of the show and submitters Thad, L, and Nick G. So, it's sandwiches.
2: Now, sandwiches- And uh, I want you guys to know that I don't have any notes on this one, so. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> listener, we know that uh, your time is valuable and also Sarah's time is valuable. Jake and I only have her booked t- for a certain amount of time. And it's like, she, we all got things to do today and we yeah, all, yeah.
2: and we her and we by the minute. So like, as soon as we yeah. go over, <laughs>
0: if we go over one minute, then she, she builds us for a whole another hour. So it's like, we got, yeah. a... here's the thing. Sandwiches, the definition of it. I know this, the, we're, we're probably going to get into a little bit. I hope to like bypass this discussion about whether that includes hot dogs or burritos. Generally speaking, no, a sandwich no. is, is something that is between two slices of bread. Um, Pretty much anything, and the bread yes. has to be distinct from each other, right?
2: So but the breads aligned horizontally. What do you mean? One bread on top of the other, not side by side. Not like what? Like and a also the, the two pieces of bread are separated. Yeah, you
1: mean you're you're saying no open face sandwich can be part
2: of this discussion. Oh, okay, yeah. you're right. Okay, an open face sandwich can be, but it has to yeah. be something that would still be a sandwich if you took the same um, type of piece of bread and put it on top of it.
0: Okay, fine, that works for me. Okay, okay, so I just we'll want to get the definition out of the way because otherwise we could spend you know, there are people who do this, their whole careers, their whole lives are based on arguing the semantics of a sandwich. So I don't, so we pretty much have an idea what a sandwich, by the way, we're not including sure. ice cream sandwiches. I just don't think it, we should include it right now. Oh, we're not. Just, let's, no, leave them out. Let's no. just say this doesn't include ice cream sa- sandwiches because we already have an it's it, which is okay. extremely high on the list.
2: So, are we going to separately rank the category of ice sandwiches that includes ice cream sandwiches? Yeah, we we, had, we have we've already done so with it's it. We have an ice cream sandwich. Let's just say um, this: ice cream sandwiches maybe are included, but they're like yeah. in the broad range of this. And sure, sure. Yeah.
0: So, sandwiches invented? Okay, uh, maybe this is not true. But the way I would always have taught, the Earl of Sandwich, who was a, a, a mm-hmm. inveterate gambler who wanted to be at the at the card table all the time and um, invented this or came up with this idea so that he could be eating food while gambling so that's like where it right. comes from it's in like the origin of this food that you want to gamble and it's for having fun and having one hand free to hold your cards or do whatever
2: yep. it's casual it's fast
0: yeah
1: N- and no cutlery required yeah no fuss yes, no
0: muss yep. yeah no cutlery yep. you, you eat it with your hand um there are multiple kinds of sandwiches i don't need to get into them there's a grilled cheese sandwich there's a, a croc a croc madame uh there's a, a hero there's a grinder there's a uh what do you call those things a cuban sandwich where you press it you know all these are they can be they can be wonderful expressions there's a there's a website you can go to and it's just like pictures of people's sandwiches and it's amazing that stuff people have you know like the, all the different mm-hmm. things A torta which is pressed there's no there's no end to the creativity you can have you can yeah. have a reuben sandwich everyone yeah. has their favorite sandwich uh, everyone can appreciate sandwiches Pretty much everyone likes them, whether they eat meat or not, whether they can have bread or not. There's some kind of, everybody understands and appreciates it immediately and realizes what a great thing it is. Right. What is the worst thing about sandwiches? Sarah, do you have an idea? What, what's, the, what's the thing about sandwiches you don't like?
1: I'm a huge fan of sandwiches. And, you know, I said earlier that I, there, it's nostalgic because it's the first thing I learned how to make oh. when I was a kid. Yeah, right? yeah. So
0: Before Bullet I, cereal? I,
1: yeah, well, you and worked at a
0: deli as a job. Team.
1: Yeah, I was a sandwich uh, maker. Which did you, people you, you,
0: you order sandwiches that were I, gross though?
1: Yes, but you know what? I feel like I learned all the important like life lessons from that job. Like, like, like my it was it was still the best boss I ever had. Mm-hmm.
0: I hope my did you ever? Knows. Did you ever cut your? <laughs> did you ever cut your finger off? when you were cutting the meat and then the... well,
1: I I think that that was the least desirable part of that job was like slicing the meat at 6 a.m. on oh, a Saturday boy, yeah. you know like it's early yeah. it doesn't smell good at that point but I I really think there is very little you can do wrong with a sandwich if you're creative and like stick to the like the fundamental principles but like when... right? like I'm not a fan of mayonnaise for example
0: yeah oh me neither like, right I, yeah. I like it like, it's that's good
1: that yeah, I like butter or mu- I like mustard. So when in customers general, would but- come
0: in, though, didn't customers order like just the grossest thing you could imagine? And you're like, why would you eat that? What's wrong with these people? You never um, judge them.
1: Well, yeah, I guess I feel that way about mortadella. Oh yeah, yeah. You know that that's a weird mystery meat to me. But Do you ever um, shame them and when they order it,
0: be like, hey, look what this guy's gonna eat. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You shave <laughs> them a little
2: bit, right?
1: <laughs> no. I, I right. think he'll the worst
2: thing about them is that they they can be messy, if, especially if you make them... If yeah, you, you put over- them, mayo on them. Oh, that's oh, right. Fill them, yeah. Or you put too yeah, much... Yeah, you put yeah, too, too much, much mayo. Yeah, but otherwise, I mean, they, they are pretty good. They're kind of like the ideal and, type of food.
1: To, and also, I feel like the panini, like the hot sandwich, the panini, like the grilled cheese, I think is like maybe my number one. Yeah. But that the, the panini piece of that wasn't as popular growing up. And that the hot sandwich now, I think, mm. is really... It's, it's important to consider how amazing those are.
2: Also, breakfast sandwiches. like That that makes a big difference to me. As a and hamburger those, or a like, sandwich.
0: We're including
1: hamburgers Yeah, stuff? Yeah, it is. Okay. Two pieces
2: of bread and stuff yeah, in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. Just being clear. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I got to say, it's pretty much the ideal way to eat something. I would think the burrito would be the one competitor. A burrito can have uh, more little pieces. Like, imagine you could. there are things you could have in a burrito that you could not have in
2: a sandwich. For example, beans beans yeah, yeah. And, bur- and burritos or like rice. less likely to be messy they both can be messy it depends on how they're made and how well you can um fold a Imagine tortilla you had
0: a with rice in it <laughs> it just be a <laughs> yeah. mess yeah so y- that's the thing. Burritos it? are on the
2: list. Can we already move to the list or do we have much more to say yeah, about it? Yeah, I kind of I mean, we, we
0: all to... know what sandwiches are. We got out of the semantics pretty quick. We I did mention we were going to be burritos. Stuck also,
2: you know, we also mentioned slicing meat. So at number 48 is nail clippers. No. Uh, which...
0: <laughs> man, come on. We've
2: already <laughs> talked about my anxieties
0: like once already when I was talking about being <laughs> – Okay. Man, but I don't want to talk okay. about – Okay, so burritos
2: at number 17 and I think that it's burritos and maybe pizza, which is like an, a almost like an I open-faced sandwich. I say sandwich. is going
0: to go over burritos, man. And here's what. Think about what's our number five on our list, our it's-its. It's, it's an ice cream it, sandwich. What makes it so good is in part because it's a sandwich. So I would say
2: it has to go above the burrito. Uh, but I wouldn't put it as high as it's-it because it's-it is sort of a pure form of a type of sandwich. And it's So then, Sarah, we're looking between number six and number six, 16.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, 13 yeah, is
2: onions, and onions are, are an ingredient in many sandwiches. And for me, they're like they're one of the, my favorite parts of a sandwich. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Crispy onions. But I think, I
2: think actually... Below onions, because as we've established lots of times, uh, onions are such a like important aspect uh, to food, a fundamental yeah, part yeah. of food.
1: Yeah, I can't put sandwich above onion, I oh, think. Oh,
2: so here's a... Um, Minute changer, Georgia, sex, and the sense of smell. Sex and smell, somewhere in there.
0: Here's the thing. Let's say someone moves in next door to you, and, <laughs> you, and you're like, oh, I looked on the registry, um, they're a sandwich offender. And, uh, <laughs> and like they're doing something with sandwiches that's illegal. It's not good. Right. How, did that, how does that bother yeah. you? Do you, do you like, does it upset you? No. Oh, uh, they knocked on your door and they're like, Hey, I got you to know. Um, I did some sort of crime involving sandwiches and now I have to let you know when I come in, but with sex you do. Right. So it's kind of like, I mean, Sarah,
2: you've been a sandwich worker I and mean, I don't know how that compares to like, if <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who's a sex worker. It's stigmatized. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Like,
1: <laughs> I, I, hear what you're, I hear what you're saying. And I do think that sandwich could go above uh, 15.
2: I think sex is too low. I've been like many people. Yeah. Have... Well, at its best. Although like, yeah. again, again, like Phil, Phil has a good argument. has a good point about it. There, there are more negatives. Right. There are more, There like, what are the negatives to
0: sandwiches? Well, like obesity and like high right. cholesterol. Or like, because you eat a sandwich, it means you can't eat an it's it because you already ate a sandwich. Yeah. Or you know what
2: I mean? Yeah, sandwiches are great, but there are other options. They're not the end all, be all of food. Whereas both sex and smell are kind of, they're such big categories. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm,
1: would you put it above the burrito, Jake?
2: I would put it above the burrito. So like right in there, somewhere oh, around yeah. sex. Uh-huh. So, so right in sex and smell, I think is sandwiches. What's your favorite sandwiches. thing to smell though?
0: I'll tell you what it Um, is: Uh, the smell of toasted bread going on a sandwich. It's like the the toasted rye bread, uh, which is is on the list already. I was going to say sex. Oh yeah, I was going to say that too. Uh, Sex sandwich. uh,
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Was that like when you're eating one? You guys were both saying above, so above sex. So I think it should go above smell, but below sex. I'm on board with that.
1: I am too. Okay, Okay,
2: cool. Uh, In at number 16, sandwich between sex and smell is sandwich the food. Uh which moves smell to number 17. Uh so we've ranked everything. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, we did it. It was <laughs> awesome. I, I was worried we wouldn't be able to get it done. So before we thank Sarah and before we um do our outro, I do want to say a couple of things uh, to the listener. Nominations for re-ranking an item are closed. Uh stay tuned. And in an episode very soon, we are going to re-rank the item that won. Um and also we would like you to write a review for us on iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts, if you will post a five-star review of the uh, podcast, take a screenshot of that post, email it to us, and in the email tell us what one submission item you would like us to rank, it's got to be something that hasn't been ranked yet. And we'll, we'll bump that item to the front of the submissions queue. So it could be a new submission, or it could be something that you've submitted before that hasn't been ranked they yet. they get to step the line. It, it will step the line. So, um, because so post a th- five-star be- review. Take a screenshot of the five-star review and email it to us with the, with your suggestion. Where do they email it to? Uh, where, what's our email? To net. OK. Or sorry, list at net. And uh, just so you know, because we recorded these, these episodes early sometimes, um, there may be a bit of a lag between when you send it in and when uh, we actually rank it. Because the queue
0: is quite big right now. We, you know, there's a backlog, it it uh, is, a, a yeah. giant backlog. So, we, you know, to get through that will take a while. So uh, Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, we'd like to thank thanks, you It was on the podcast.
1: It was really fun. Yeah, it
0: was really fun. Yeah, it was a treat for us to get yeah. to see you. And we really appreciate you coming on our show. Yeah. Don't worry, the check won't bounce. <laughs>
1: okay, good. And,
0: you want to
2: check um, us out, Phil? Yeah, thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. So go to everydamthing.net for the updated list and show notes. If you have something you'd like us to add to the list of everything or anything else you'd like to say to us, email it to listateverydamthing.net. That's where you could send us that uh, screenshot of your five-star review.
0: Yeah, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can suggest topics there as well subscribe to the show wherever you got this episode our theme is by jade puget
2: and if you enjoyed the show rate and review it again send us that screenshot uh, and also recommend it to a friend you could send us a screenshot of your friend's face but all you get for that is a no prize we're not going to uh, do any line jumping for that i don't know uh, and what, it's, thanks what, what if your friend is shocked
0: <laughs> a-, a surprised friend face would be funny yeah, yeah thanks so much oh wait what's that thing what's the sign off What's the sign up, Sarah? I know, you say it, Jake, you gotta say it. <laughs> I forgot it,
2: man, what is it's it? Uh, it
0: feels good to be a rankster. Oh, ranks for nothing. Oh, that one's good. Okay, All right, good. ranks for everything. Oh, ranks for everything, Bye. yeah, say that.
2: I did already.